0: Hello and welcome everybody aboard the Ideas Choo Choo Train. I'm Tony Oldani. I'm joined again by my co-host, Bella Winger. What up, Bella?
1: Hi, Tony. This is our first official podcast together as co-hosts. Very exciting.
0: Very exciting. There's room for both of us.
1: There is. Or we'll see.
0: (laughs) We're headed some funky places this episode. Specifically, we're going to talk about COVID and how it's affected our learning, especially coming back to school and how we're progressing as the student body.
1: Yes, we in this episode will be hearing from students of different grades at the John F. Kennedy School on how this experience has been for them, how it's impacted their mental health and generally how their academics have been impacted by the pandemic.
0: We've got a wide array of student submissions, and let me tell you, they are very varied. I think one of the major things we should take away from this is that everybody's been affected to some degree. Not just students, but also teachers, and obviously those play off one another. But for this scenario, we want to focus on student voices.
1: That's right, and we also will be hearing from counselors at our school in a follow-up episode.
0: It's a two-parter.
1: It's a two-parter, so stay tuned. But for today, we're going to concentrate on the student experience, specifically focusing on academics in the pandemic and how all of that ties back to their mental health.
0: And, you know, I don't think there's any better place to start than with the two people we got right here, you and I. We're in 11th and 12th grade. You'll be leaving next year, well, end of this year, and I'll be leaving the year after. So, frightening. I just want to know, how do you think, because you're a grade above me, you, probably, you know the ropes, what do you feel your experience has been like?
1: I think what, for me, what has been the most interesting is moving back into in-person learning. I think we can all agree that moving into online learning was a challenge and had many different effects on our mental health, etc. But I think for me, what I really want to focus in on is the movement back. I personally was at home for longer than everyone else. My parents wanted me to stay home. I was I was learning online from December of last year until May, and the rest of my grade went back in March. So I had quite an extended homeschooling period, and I think what I've noticed most moving back into in-person learning has been the fact that Strangely enough, online learning hasn't really gone away. And I don't know if you can agree with me on this, Tony, and it sounds kind of weird, but basically, to me, once we've opened up Google Classroom and the possibility of regularly communicating with our teachers over email or WhatsApp or generally just Google Classroom and Google Meet, it feels like the school hours extend almost 24 hours of the day. It used to be that we would go home from school and not hear from our teachers, not expect any work to be added. We would just go home with whatever was written down, whatever we knew we had to do. And we wouldn't hear of anything else until we came back to school. Whereas now, it could be 10 o'clock at night on a Thursday, and you could receive a new assignment, or find out about a new quiz, or think that class is canceled, but still have to submit a homework assignment.
0: I completely agree with you. And I feel like the worst thing about online school has been how much we got used to it, and we didn't really transition out of it as we went back to school. I'm of, I think it's an unpopular opinion. Um, I actually enjoyed online school quite a bit. I felt in the way I was experiencing it, I had a lot more time. Most of the assignments were pushed to Friday, so I had the entire week to plan things on my own time and do far more things that... Under regular schooling, I was not able to do. You had entire days where I could, you know, complete the things that were not school specific, while also allocate free time towards school things. But it all felt more free. I felt, but yeah, I I definitely say you're right in saying that online mixed with in-person teaching, this hybrid sort of teaching, just it's not as effective as one or the other. No, it just muddies everything and just. It really strains the learning experience more, I feel.
1: Me too. I mean, I actually agree with you. I did kind of like homeschooling. I felt like I could do everything in my own pace a little bit more. My classes were less structured. I mean, I didn't have everything due on Friday. I think they really worked on having that for 7th through 10th grade, but really gave more freedom for classes that were 11th and 12th grade. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I had more time on my hands, especially because I sometimes think that there's like three things in high school that you're constantly trying to balance out. There's school, sleep, and socializing, and obviously Mm -hmm. there's lots of things going on. But during the pandemic, socializing was cut out pretty much. So, you know, there was there seemed to be less of a struggle to find sleep and to find time to do school, but now socializing is back and it's much more difficult to give a good amount of time to each of those elements in life
0: definitely especially now I mean we're moving on to winter you come home it's already dark so psychologically you already have this sort of pressure of wow you know I don't have that much time left and then you focus on material you've been handed in class only to realize you've had other material assigned to you on Google Classroom
1: I mean, it is really crazy if you think about it. I was 15 when I went into lockdown and I was 17 when I came out of lockdown. It's really crazy. It's a big chunk of life. Really important years that were spent going in and out of lockdown. And who knows that, you know, that could continue. The pandemic is certainly not over. I mean, I think that for 11th and 12th graders, we were always treated differently. We were allowed back into school earlier than everyone else. We were definitely prioritized because of our AP exams. But generally speaking, I didn't really feel as though the administration was looking out for us as much as the teachers were. And, you know, some of the teachers weren't. That's true, too. I think that at our school, generally, teachers have a lot of freedom. And ultimately, the amount we learned and the amount online schooling really worked came down to the teacher and the effort they put in.
0: Mm. Obviously, in general, of course, classes vary from teacher to teacher, no matter if they're on the same subject or not. But online just added a new facet of who's the most tech savvy, who understands the technology the most and is able to apply in a way that is not just um, effective, but also fair.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good point. It's not just effort as much as it is really, you know, having a set of skills. From the beginning that could uh, deal with Google Classroom and whatnot. And I mean, now going into discussing what it has been like going back to school. I mean, it's been nice. It's nice to be in a classroom with everyone. But I think there's a lot to be said about having had the experience of structuring your own school day and dealing with all of that. I mean, obviously, I think for the, those people who really enjoyed online school were the people who either find it really easy to neglect school or people who can easily create structure for themselves. And I think that a lot of the people who have difficulty creating structure and really need someone else to, a lot of them fell between the cracks during online school and are sort of scrambling to recover now that we're all back because we're not all on same levels.
0: Definitely. And the thing is, the learning aspect of the pandemic was really just the initial impact. And what we're noticing now is just the fallout of how it's not just affected our grades, but also affected how we feel and specifically our mental well-being, not just within school, but also externally.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that generally speaking, Teachers and students alike are trying to figure out what the perfect balance is because, you know, Google Classroom is great. It's a great way to keep oversight. Now our school has Web Webuntus, which, you know, I don't really know how to use. I don't think a lot of people really understand what it's supposed to be. But it's, you know, it's fine. I guess it is supposed to create more transparency between the students, teachers, and maybe even administration. Because honestly, I think that that's one of the biggest Problems at our school that surfaced during the pandemic was the lack of transparency. I remember in 10th grade, I obviously everything was new, everything was confusing, but because of Dot and schultz teachers kept saying they weren't allowed to tell us what our grades were online. So I genuinely had no idea what my grades were from March until I got my report card in June. I had no, not a clue what my grades could be because I never got any feedback on any of my work.
0: That creates a lot of insecurity, right? I mean, that's one of the main reasons we do this in the first place is to have our our knowledge just evaluated in Mm -hmm. a sense and make sure that not only it's being appreciated in a sense, but also that we know where we lie and where our strengths lie, where our weaknesses lie, and how we can support ourselves and seek support from others, specifically
2: teachers.
1: So we asked the students three questions that we thought were relevant to this discussion. We hope that, you know, parents and teachers and maybe even the administration are are listening to this so that they have an idea of how we've been affected by this because I think that while everyone's trying to navigate how to move forward, it is really important to realize that a lot of students are struggling coming back. And this transition... The many transitions that we've had to make over the past two years have definitely affected our mental health and our academic abilities. So what's the first question?
0: The first question we asked our listeners was, how has the pandemic impacted your mental well-being? The second, what has been the impact of academic obligations and expectations on your mental well-being? And finally, what can the Kennedy community do? do to be more supportive of students who are struggling with mental health issues?
1: Yeah. So the first question is important because it sets the stage for exactly what mindset the students are returning to school. Maybe mindset isn't the right word, but essentially students have been changed by this pandemic for better or for worse. And it's important to recognize that they are going back into in-person learning with a way of thinking that has undoubtedly been shaped by the pandemic been shaped by being at home being isolated having minimal contact with teachers and really learning at a distance so i think it's important to understand that when we talk about in person learning and homeschooling or digital learning the students mental health has been affected and we should first look at that in isolation because it is intrinsically linked to their mental health.
0: I completely agree with you in the sense that the first question sort of prefaces everything that comes afterward, and that the pandemic is just one major facet of this issue. The second question really leans more into school, whereas the third leans into our school specifically. Um, with the second question, what we try to achieve is just to get a rough idea of how students' expectations of themselves have changed or evolved throughout the pandemic. Really, it just comes down to how people self-evaluate.
1: Yeah, no, I think you mentioned something that I touched on earlier, which is the fact that during this pandemic, there has been a lot of self-evaluation. We spent a lot of time at home, a lot of time with ourselves, with, I would say, pretty limited feedback, you know, because sitting in a classroom... alone gives you a certain amount of feedback you know seeing the way students interact with you teachers engage with you being able to engage with students and teachers but when you don't have that anymore you begin to have to evaluate yourself and you have to begin to base these evaluations on nothing but yourself and the fact that you're sitting at this computer or whatever and looking at it
0: Yeah. And I feel like most people were kind of uncomfortable with that simply because it's just something so new to us. I don't think we've had to have the experience before where we truly are introspective like that and regard ourselves, not in just who we are as people, but also incorporate our academic achievements and just abilities. Because usually when school is over, school is over and you do other things, at least you try to, you know, homework and Other obligations related to school sort of pull you back in. But most people have worked so hard in school that they really just need that sort of time for themselves. Uh, I think that the lockdown definitely gave people maybe a bit too much time to themselves, for better or worse.
1: I mean, it's funny because everyone is saying how there's two effects that the pandemic could have had in terms of the work-life balance, right? Because some people are saying that Being at home all the time made it difficult to separate the time that you were working and the time that you were, you know, living life because ultimately they all took place in the same place. And I think that not having a change of setting alone made it really difficult to differentiate the two. But then you're describing how being at home, you had more time to do other things. So, you know, for some people, it gave more space to explore life and to. Be able to spend less time doing work.
0: Yeah, I feel that just for me, being in my own room for most of the time during the pandemic, I felt very uncomfortable actually coming back. I was so used to the old that I didn't even appreciate being back, really. I mean, it was nice to see all my friends, but I'd been talking to them anyway online. I feel that just it was too radical of a change so quickly, I feel.
1: That's true, because I think when we say transition, it almost implies that there was a very smooth process back in, but we were more so just thrown in both cases into the deep end because we constantly went from being completely at home to completely online. And let's be honest, the hybrid learning at our school was pretty unsuccessful.
0: <laughs> and I'll bet a lot of students feel the same way, that just the way, and not our school specifically. This must have been schools all around the country and the world. It was just very, very crude, I feel. It just didn't allow for much adjustment. It felt very on the fly, very off the cuff. Nobody exactly knew what was going on. And you even notice it today. We have no clue what we were supposed to learn in the time that we had online learning, what we missed out on, if we're even where we need to be academically. And... For some, it reflects in their grades, others not. Others, it reflects in their attitude. Some people are still stuck in whatever they used to do and can't adapt, which is not their fault. This was not our doing, you know. It's just we're teens and we need to adapt and we see that teachers need to adapt as well. Everybody has to do their share, but it's just hard to do when you're under such pressure. It's kind of ironic. This hybrid learning has been the most rigid and I feel the most uncompromising way of teaching.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you made me think of two things. One, you reminded me that the 7th through 10th graders took evaluation tests on all of the main subjects at the beginning of the year to see if anyone had fallen behind. You and I didn't take those I have no idea what was in those or whether they did anything. I know that evaluations were sent back home so the parents could know, but I don't really understand what was done with those. And so, I mean, obviously I can't criticize or praise it, but as for us both, our grades, there was not a major effort made to see if anyone fell behind. And also it made me think of the fact that at our school, at least in 10th grade, 10th grade is the last year where you really have full days of school. I mean, you might in 11th or 12th grade have a single day with full days of school, but you generally have free periods almost every day and your days usually end at different times or start at different times. So I remember thinking when I went into lockdown in 10th grade, I remember thinking, how will I ever return back to doing eight hours a day and then homework? And then I realized... I will never have to do that again because in 11th grade, I went home for online school. But even when I was in person school, I had lots of blanks in my day. I had lots of free periods. I never had to do the eight hour day. And I also don't this year. I have plenty of free periods and plenty of time throughout the day where I'm not sitting in a classroom. But a lot of people did have to go back to that. And I can only imagine that that was extremely difficult.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, on one hand, stay in school, kids. It gets easier once you get into 11th grade, wink, wink. But yeah, the radical shift from very streamlined days, uh, it becomes a cycle that you're very used to once you get into 11th and 12th. It gets mixed up a bit for better and for worse. You're not used to it, but in a way, it gives you a little extra time to catch up on things you might have missed. Going back to our third question on what the Kennedy community can do to be more supportive of people struggling with mental health issues, um, I feel that we've not really addressed it as a community just because no one's had the time to, I feel. Nobody's actually had the time to have that sit down and come to terms with how they've been affected because there's just this pressure to keep performing, you know, keep at it. No. Hit stop, know nothing. In trying to promote this conversation, we have to find a space to pose questions in a way that's not intrusive because I know a bunch of people who are busy. You do too. Everybody's focusing on their work. So maybe some people just don't have all the time they need to conclusively reflect on how they've been affected.
1: I think that's really true. I also think that, you know, when we were looking for people to submit, A lot of people felt unsure about whether or not they wanted to air their mental health status. And, you know, I I do think it's really important to realize that a lot of people were suffering at home. You know, I was really fortunate to be comfortable at home and to be comfortable with my family and everything. But a lot of people, and even if they, you know, have good relationships with their family and are comfortable at home, a lot of people's mental health suffered in the pandemic. And coming out of the pandemic doesn't immediately cancel out the damage that the pandemic did. And I agree with you, Tony, there isn't really a space at school to discuss this so openly. I also think that, you know, through apps like TikTok or, you know, just generally social media, there's a lot of really, really strange ways in which issues like depression are discussed. It's almost become like a flex for a couple of people. It's often expressed as something sort of nonchalant that you throw out in the air. I think it's really weird. I think a lot of people spent a lot of time at home on TikTok and got all kinds of ideas on how to express themselves, but I haven't really found a space where we can really open and honestly have a really genuine conversation on mental health without people saying things like, you know, depression and like sticking their tongue out. It, <laughs> do you
3: know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm, I know 100% what you're talking about. I feel because I don't know why, but there seems to be this societal just way of dealing with something that is denounced. And the the inverse of that needs to be celebration, right? So when we used to look down upon mental illnesses, now we need to celebrate them, which is just I feel is the wrong way to go about it. Instead of celebrating them, you should be able to have an open conversation about why they're present in the first place. And I feel like through the celebration culture, it creates people who see mental illness, as you said, like a flex and realize that it can't be real, right? It's just attention, right? Mm -hmm. It's really unhealthy. It serves no one. It really only harms everyone involved. Because now people are denying mental health and people who suffer from actual mental health are not being heard and people who fake having mental illnesses, which is also a real thing for some reason, do that for attention, which completely hijacks and really just warps what the conversation is supposed to be about.
1: I think a lot of the problems at our school are not isolated. Um, I think that a lot of schools struggled with this. I have friends at different schools who have expressed that, you know, online learning was difficult. That's just not an exclusive experience for our school. But generally speaking, in terms of what the Kennedy community can do to support students, I think there is a lot that can be done. What do you think, Tony?
0: I think we can definitely incorporate sessions of introspection and self-realization into ethics classes, especially for the younger students. I believe from seventh to eighth grade, everybody has an ethics class. That's probably the perfect opportunity to introduce something like that. I also feel that clubs such as ideas can be more active in helping people who need that attention, Mm -hmm. who need someone to speak to in that way. I feel that's what being a student body is about that, you know, regardless of which grade level you're in, I feel that going back to our previous episode about being JFK kids, I mean, it creates community. As a whole, we could be less isolated in terms of grade levels. I feel that if we bridge those gaps just a bit, you know, I don't want seventh graders roaming on my 11th grade turf. But
3: mm-hmm.
0: I feel if we all just came a bit closer as a school, it would benefit the situation a lot.
1: I think so too. I think that generally speaking, in terms of a support system, I know we have teachers of trust at our school. I've never really heard that anyone has gone to them. And that's not to say that nobody has, and they probably have. I'm trying to think about like what the school could do very concretely. I think that generally the biggest thing for me is the lack of communication between teachers, students, and the administration. I think if Each individual body was to communicate more openly how this experience has been for them and what they would like to see, what changes they would like to see. A lot more could be done. It could be a lot more efficient and a lot more people could be happy. I think we all sort of talk past each other or don't listen or have no idea what's happening. You know, I mean, there's talk of going into hybrid school now. The COVID rates are super high. But do we know? No. Do we know if we'll be affected differently because we're in 11th or 12th grade? No. We don't know when it'll happen. And granted, the Zanot will tell us that, but our school hasn't even let us know what the plan would be if it happened. Our school, generally speaking, has not asked us for a feedback coming back, you know, what we might struggle with. They have not told teachers, you know, set guidelines for how to Use Google Classroom now that we're back. I would really appreciate it if the administration said that we could not have additional homework assigned on a weekend because I don't know about you, but I have gotten homework assigned on a Sunday afternoon due Monday.
0: You raise a good point in that I just feel there's, as you said, a lack of communication between teachers amongst themselves. We see it a lot in probably the biggest mental health killer, just closure Weeks. It's incredibly unfair to have a week where you have two is bad enough, but three clausun in a week, maybe two a day and then one the next or Monday, Wednesday, Friday intervals. It's just, it kills your spirit. It really makes you feel bad about your learning experience because you're just jumping from one topic to the next. Each day you're studying, you're falling behind because you have a homework due that's on the next day. And another project that's due the next and you really can't balance even when you focus on school and neglect your sleep and neglect your social circle you really can't balance all the plates mm-hmm. in school you know
1: yeah that's another thing actually that reminds me of something else which is the fact that you know generally speaking teachers often really focus on their own class and are You know, necessarily all that considerate about other things that are going on in a student's life, which, you know, it's not necessarily their responsibility, but it should be said. And I think that that's been even more true coming back from this pandemic because teachers are sort of scrambling to get as much done. Not only are they trying to make up for lost time, especially in seventh through twelfth grade or below, but they also are. Constantly panic that we might go back into online learning and are trying to squeeze in as much as possible. And I think that if all of the teachers are doing this, if this is the case for all of our classes, then we're extremely overwhelmed. And, you know, I think that the immense amount of stress that surrounds Faza, I don't think anyone has ever prepared for that. I don't think anyone really tells you, regardless of whether or not you're coming from out of a pandemic or not, or you're in a pandemic. I think everyone doesn't really understand the possibility of having three five hour long exams in one week. It's pretty crazy, and especially coming out of uh, lockdown where we didn't really have to ever sit still for long periods of time.
0: I mean, yeah, it's just ever since pandemic hit, people are far too overworked and a focus is being set on doing things on your own time, whether that be through people engaging through online work. But just bringing it back to our school, I feel that as students, we sort of lack that bit of agency, which I know is hard to implement in our system. And obviously, teachers have to follow curriculums, which is why they assign certain things. But there's just, it doesn't feel so considerate at times. It feels very distant. And um, we just, as a whole, need to focus more on putting things in place that help unify us in our emotions more because as it is, people are very individualistic, I'd say. No one really has a cohesive vision. Every, everyone just does sporadically what they feel they need to get done.
1: So let's hear what our student peers have to say.
3: this is for question one. I think at the beginning of the pandemic I thought that the entire thing would kind of drag down my mental health and I think at the beginning it really did because there was a lot of stress and anxiety that I had about my future because I thought that maybe I wasn't going to learn enough and then I wasn't going to be able to catch up on everything in the future and then fail that and then fail 11th grade and 12th grade and fail my Abitur. And what really didn't help with that as well was the complete lack of feedback that I received from teachers, which wasn't very reaffirming, of course. But I think at the end, like the pandemic and the free time that I gained in being to able to organize myself, at least last year, since I was already reused to the entire thing from ninth grade, actually improved my mental health because I was able to spend a lot more time with friends. I was able to tasks which would normally take an entire school hour in 20 minutes and therefore I had much more free time and in general it just felt like I was able to do more things that I really enjoyed like I was able to work out in the mornings I was able honestly to spend a lot of time with my friends and that really just improved everything for me and therefore I really enjoyed being in online school in the end. And what was also nice was when we went back into hybrid, we had like the school days, but we didn't have homework. And that made a huge difference for me personally, as well as not having to take any like proper tests. In the end, the pandemic actually bettered my mental well being for a while. And now that we're back at school, it's difficult. But so for the second question, I think that the standards that I set for myself has actually caused academic obligations to be something very anxiety inducing and i think our school kind of feeds into this constant feeling of stress as well because we feel like we always need to be stressed we always feel like we are not studying enough we're not doing enough homework we need to do better on our tests on a quiz on an essay and that kind of makes it difficult to relax as well as the constant overload of homework that we have. Like at the moment, I barely have any more free time. And I really don't like that because I would like to have some time where I can breathe. But most of the time when I don't have homework, I have an exam or a closure coming up. And that just makes it very difficult for me to spend time with friends or read or spend time doing something that doesn't have anything to do with academics. And therefore, there's just this very big kind of stress involved with all of that which of course isn't very good for my mental well-being and now to number three I think something that we could do is first of all say that teachers need to also give back all the homework that they grade us within a certain time period because that way like also that they need to correct it because that way I don't think we would get that much excessive like busy work that we get now because the teachers would know that they actually have to cover it in class or at least look at it themselves and correct it themselves and that way we would actually reap the benefit of homework which is having practice at home but then also knowing what you're doing wrong before you write a clause on it and then realize that the way that you're writing something doesn't make sense. I think what would also help is generally if we had less homework given that our school days are so long and then just having less work to do after and having time to actually breathe especially when there's calzone going on would be very beneficial and i think what is essential at our school and what could actually be implemented is that right after a long break we don't have a test in that week because We should have long breaks, which we can actually enjoy without having to stress about having a test the week we come back. And I think that just kind of shifting the entire casual schedule by a week should definitely be achievable and I think it would make a huge difference.
4: The pandemic has impacted my mental well-being, I think like most everyone else in terms of slowing down. I have always been huge on rest and prioritizing self-care, but I think the pandemic just showed me how I can improve and work on that even more. Um, And seeing a collective response of slowing down and this type of resistance against our Western capitalistic society, I think was like a big moment in terms of the dysfunctions of that Western capitalist society and how it really does not work in the best interest of all the people and how mental, emotional, physical, psychological health, especially that of marginalized populations, tends to be at the cost of such a society. And so I think witnessing all of that like in extreme conditions with the pandemic also impacted my mental health and well-being and really reminded me of continuing to support equity in all areas of my life, as well as continuing to support self-care in all areas of my life, because self-care, rest, and equity really all do tie in together. The impact of academic obligations and expectations on my mental well-being I originally was not excited to go into lockdown because I had just moved to Berlin and I had just started going to in-person school for the first time in over six months and I liked being able to interact with everyone and I didn't want to lose that like physical connection that I could have with friends and new people I was meeting but then once I went to lockdown I realized how much freedom and how much time I had and it really gave me an in-depth opportunity to explore Berlin as a fresh Berliner in a really intimate way by exploring different parts of the city um, after I'd finished my online classes and to kind of be able to dictate and manage my schedule how I wanted to in terms of being under the rule of like the traditional school day. So I think that during COVID, academic obligations have impacted my mental health in a more positive way. And I think that the Kennedy School can be more supportive of students in general, just overall, Um, and especially in terms of mental health. Mental health ties in with equity and forms of discrimination because marginalized populations typically don't have the systemic support. And I think the Kennedy School can prioritize students' mental health by building in and trying to facilitate discussions with the teachers and with the students in terms of what the students actually need there's no better voice for students than students themselves and so when they get when they can have the opportunity to be able to honestly authentically and vulnerably voice what their needs and wants are, and a discussion with the people that are holding the power and the people that are the stakeholders, which are the teachers, I think that can lead to real authentic change and impact, especially as the teachers can learn from students' experiences and what they need by sitting back and listening. I think what can also be done is building in different styles and structures of lessons and learning, being more actively aware of the different ways in which students learn and how that affects students' mental health. For instance, presentations. Many students uh, love to present and many students get an intense amount of anxiety um, when presenting, but with the new hybrid model for those students that feel that intensive amount of anxiety, or that may have disabilities that may not allow them to do the presentation to the best of what they would want to do. I think the Kennedy School could build in a sort of hybrid model for certain students who want to have that um, for presentations, where students who want that or who need that based off of their mental health or disabilities or whatever it is could be able to Present in sort of an online model or some sort of hybrid situation, and having the teachers and the administration actively support the students' needs and wants, and that um, having them be behind that, I think, is really key in supporting every student's mental health because every student's mental health is different and is unique to them and their own intersections of identities. Thank you.
2: Hey there, I'm Santiago Rivera, I'm in 11th grade from JFK. I chose this year to pack my schedule up with multiple AP classes and extracurricular activities, as well as swimming two hours after school with the Barracuda Swim Team. (laughs) I enjoy this, however, this means that I usually only get home around 7.30, Um, for me to then do more homework and eat dinner and do chores. And I'm not going to lie, the first couple of weeks of school were pretty difficult for me. I suffered from severe stress, anxiety, sleep deprivation, and an overall lack of social life. <laughs> but now that I've managed to set into a rhythm and a good sleep schedule, thanks to my parents, as well as with the help of the awesome new school counselor, Ms. Basilico, I'm feeling much better emotionally and academically. Now that's not to say that high school isn't hard, because it is, but it also has its really fun moments. And finding those moments, finding the balance between work and social life, whether that be in extracurricular activities or during lunch with friends, that has been what has helped me the most.
1: From an anonymous source, we have one. I can't say that the pandemic has had just a positive or a negative effect on my mental health. Some parts of my life got easier. School, for example, started weighing on me less because I could decide my own sleep schedule and was able to decide when I wanted to do which work. I would say that it made me lonelier, but for me, that isn't true because I was able to text and call with my friends any time that I wanted to. I guess one could say that I got bored a lot more, because the day that one did have, with one's self-defined schedule and all, was extremely repetitive, and the inability to go outside as much, or to festivals and such, made for less possible one-of-a-kind experiences to have, and therefore less special memories to make. Any ups or downs that my mental health had had wouldn't have been much different with or without the pandemic. Two, an overload of work has not ever had a big impact on my mental well-being because I made a rule for myself that if I ever felt way too stressed out when it came to my schoolwork, I would do the work at my own pace, and if it meant turning in one or two assignments late, it would just be the way it would have to be. Three, Lots of students at JFKS are already incredibly accepting of and willing to help students with mental health issues. But for those who aren't, just an email sent to everyone or posters hung up around the school to remind everyone that taking care of oneself and the people around you is important because everyone is baggage and no one should feel alone when dealing with it.
2: I guess that
4: homeschooling or distance learning has really been problematic. It's had a really bad impact on my mental health as well as other people that I know are struggling. Obviously, it's hard for kids nowadays to reach out and get help because I guess we're supposed to be living in this perfect reality. We're not supposed to be like depressed or whatever, but kids are and that's problematic. You have to break the stigma somehow and I think that we should start there. Teachers and students need to work together to figure out what's best for students' mental health and well-being because at some point you just have to meet in the middle because I understand the teachers want to get their stuff done, students also need their mental health prioritized.
0: Well, those were the student submissions. Glad to hear the voice of the people. Stay tuned, everybody. This is just the part one to our two part mental health series. Next episode, we're going to be talking to JFKS school counselors to hear their take on the situation. Closing out, we want to give a big shout out to Tom Tucker for his donation last episode. Half of the proceeds are going to LSVD. Thanks, man. <laughs>
1: And once again, thank you to the Faein for giving us these microphones that make our voices sound oh so crisp.
0: We'll catch you in the next one, people.
1: Bye.